0: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Express Yourself Podcast by Zane Masters and Andy Archie. This episode is sponsored by the Express Yourself Project. All links will be attached in the description below.
1: Hello and welcome to the Express Yourself Podcast with Andy Archie and Zane Masters. Today we've got a powerful guest on the show, Dre Ahipini. Uh, he is a Māori organisation that, which is specific to performing arts, is that correct? Yep. And uh, a facilitator for Māori movement. But before I butcher your introduction, my bro, <laughs> I'll let you just take it away.
2: Oh, kia ora miko ona ki te toko rua nei. Uh, o tira heuri tēnei uh, no te waka Te Arawa, o tira no te Whakahi, o Taranaki. Uh, heuri tēnei no te hapu o Ngāti Rangi Wewehi. Kahiki, uh, kahiki, ka heke, ka heke uh, ki te mana uh, o kuia uh, otsira o, o ki mai ki a Fanui, arawa whānui, uh, nei mātou, uh, te wako o te arawa, e kumia nei e tōi nei ki runga i te kaupapa o te rā, uh, no reira mihi nui, mihi nui koutou. Uh, kia my name's uh, Kia brothers, uh, Trey Ahipine is mentioned um, and I um, hail from the centre of the universe. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, the centre of the universe, uh, Rotorua, um, and been residing here in Brisbane for going on 12 years now. So, um, yeah, um, have a um, heavy, not heavy, sorry, probably have a really strong connection um, to Teo Māori. Um, and, yeah, just um, love every square inch and corner of, of of what that means to be Māori, to, to uh, participate, to... Uh, be able to contribute most of all though. So, um yeah, that's me. That's little old me. Um I'm one of um six, one of six and so I've got um half brothers and half sisters as well too, but um myself and my older brother um um are pretty much just, you know, I suppose four brothers as such. So yeah, but come from that sort of um background and um yeah other than that I think that's pretty much me in a nutshell.
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome, my bro. Thank you. Uh bro, just take us take us uh take us back, my bro. Just uh what was your what would you say your upbringing was like?
2: Um I've been thinking about this question too for for you know long before just coming here and agreeing to come on the podcast. Um and in recent times it's actually sort of surfaced and sort of in in some cases challenged me as well too. To really ask myself that question instead of probably sitting on the voice of, of, of a story that was given to me and told to me, you know, and, and really being able to um, share my, you know, my eyes and my ears in that time of growing up, you know. And so for me, I would say, in an overall sense, it was, um, I was really fortunate. I was really, really fortunate in the sense that I was exposed to everything. The good, the bad, the up, and and and, and, and the down as well too. Um, through it all, I was um, had a. I gravitate heavily to my grandmother, and you know we, um, I suppose we interlock, you know, um, in a heart space. And I'm probably one of those people that function from my heart more than anything. Um, I didn't quite understand that what that sort of all meant growing up. Um, Quite a softy growing up, probably still quite a softy now as well too, you know. And um, um, you know, to express tears and emotion is is very very um familiar to me. And I suppose why I say familiar is that it was a common practice, eh? Because um, with my parents, you know, um, they were still figuring life out. My older brother was born when my mum was eighteen. My dad was oh no, sorry, yeah, I think my mum was nineteen. My dad might have been. Um, a year younger than that and um, yeah so they were still figuring life out and amongst all of that you know uh, my brother was born and he is a year older than me and he sort of experienced quite a lot. Um, I then came along um, and got added to the picture and um, you know a lot of things were exposed to us um and a lot of things being, you know, that of um, domestic violence or those sort of, you know, things that I suppose we talk about as being quite common and it's, you know, very unfortunate that it is um, because it has, you know, massive impact and it shapes, you know, us um, in a way that we come to learn and be grateful for but at the time we, you know, we fear, we struggle with, we we don't know where to turn, and so uh, when I came about and was sort of introduced to this figuring out of life of my parents, um, my nan was there, you know, my nan was always there, my nan and my koro have always been there for my older brother and and I, and so um, you know um, I still live with a little bit of um, a little bit of uh, understanding that I've got work to do, and my mission of last year was to um, to save my family as such, and what I mean by that is that. Um, you know, starting right from The the pillar or the head point Being my father And working through whatever that took To unpick why All those sort of things happened in our upbringing To give them the opportunity And in some cases force them to say sorry And hear the voices of The four and five year olds that were screaming in the corner mm. Those kind mm. of things You know, hear those voices You know, Because those voices have been Wahangue or silent mm. Or dormant for so long in us And as we've become adults and had our own families and become husbands and all those kind of things, it's, um, it's sort of, yeah, we've understood my older brother and I actually how it's shaped us since today and what sort of, um, relationship we have with, you know, character, characteristic traits that, you know, it's some, in some instances we don't even know where it comes from, but then we do, you know, at the same time we do. And so it's, um, it was my mission last year and to, to, to do that. And, um, I, I really feel that I have been quite successful because after, I'd have to say, at least 33, maybe 34 years, my mum apologised, uh, my, my father apologised to my mother for, the, for the, you know, the past and they've been split for years. And they've got, you know, um, you know, now have other marriages and other siblings and that's where all my siblings come into, into the picture. So that was a real success for me. The thing is I wasn't even there, but I commanded them to be in that space together. And um, you know, it was just one of those things where I knew it was um it was time. You know, it was time. And so, um, and I suppose maybe I knew it was my time, my time to actually, you know, to just to just to rise up and, and front that. Um and, you know, most importantly to be able to find my um my peace, you know, my peace with it. Um and for them to find peace with it as well, too. So um because I, I used to think, "Far, how can I give back to my parents? Like, I can't give you all the money in the world. Like, I can't give you all these materialistic things. But um, that dawned on me. That really dawned on me one day. And I was just like, oh, yeah, we're going in. Like, I'm getting ready to, like, you know, heal, heal the upline, you know, those before me. So that we can, you know, we can change the direction of, and, you know, the attitude of of what it is. You know, what it is and what we were brought up with. And so none of it made sense to them. And I was happy because I was speaking a language that wasn't um, this, or through a voice that wasn't just mine, you know. So I knew I had, I had, um, you know, um, an, a, another realm as such, speaking through, through that space. And so yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome me to be able to see that unfold over the years and or over the year. And yeah, that was all. Um, I think that's where my upbringing has sort of come to, really, is that I understood it all eventually, um, and everything was a lesson. Um, some cases a real hard lesson, you know, real emotional lesson, but it was, you know, a lesson that um, you know, I knew would come out one day, and to be honest, I'm probably the only one in the four of us, so my mother, father and my older brother, that would actually do something like this, so I kind of knew that this was my, you know, my mission or my role to play within the family, and um, yeah, that actually felt quite um, quite humbling, really, to be able to do that, so yeah, that's um, pretty much how my upbringing was, and all through that, tell Māori was and, and haka and, and all those types of things were really, really common. Um, being from Rotorua, um, and I grew up with just having it, you know, around me. And so, I suppose it was um, something that I just um, I'm grateful for today. Uh, something I felt actually saved me. Really saved me because I could have went any other direction, but that's where I went. And so, you know, I was blessed that my surroundings, even my parents, they were involved with haka and you know, all those types of things um, at a young age and so they sort of, you know, helped guide me into that area but then I sort of said, well, you sit back, I'll, I'll take it from here type thing, you yeah. know. And, um, yeah, I mean, I grew up performing for tourists and, you know, really comfortable um, speaking to people and all those sort of things and, um, yeah, I was really fortunate at a, at a young uh, young sort of teenage age that I was actually able to have an income and and live from it and all those types of things and you know I was talking to a friend the other day and he said what was your first job and I was like well just being me, I got paid to be me, (laughs) (laughs) it was one of those things, I kind of didn't know how to explain it and then yeah so but no that's pretty much how it all sort of comes about my uh, my upbringing led me here to uh, today.
1: Yeah, Mm. mean bro, mean I can feel Andy
0: itching to uh, jump in and ask some questions. (laughs) (laughs) Ah Yeah. I, there's, there's something that you shared there, bringing your mother and father together and being able to be, I guess, an influence to uh, mm. mend that relationship that mm. obviously it sounds like was left and not on very good terms. Mm. Um, I have I have been sitting within myself uh, to do something similar with mm. my father and his father. And hearing you share that actually gave me that extra nudge. Yeah, the, the time is now mm. um, what what I want to know though is, is what does it mean to be Maori mm. for you yeah well we actually had this uh, bit of a kōrero on a while
2: the other day about it and um, every day it sort of it gets sweeter to be honest the the, the talk about what it is to be Maori what it means to be Maori and I think um, the best uh, approach that I've got is just um, to really understand the word Māori, and actually um, not necessarily the attributes that we feel that we must obtain to to demonstrate how to be Māori. And I suppose what I mean by that is that, um, you know, there's a lot of interpretations into where the word Māori translates into ma meaning, or meaning most often white, but in this case pure. Um, ori is, is, is talking about the time, or the ticking of time. So... If we are to stand true in our time, mm. as authentic as we can, then we are being Māori. Then you are Māori. Wow. When I me new yeah, You know, and just being tūturu, tūturu tū is, is, is that of being staunch or really holding fast to those things that you, you do have rather than the things that you don't have. That is being Māori. That's what Māori means. is being, you know, kia u ki ko, And that means, you know, really following... Your heart space, your ngākau, your 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 true essence of what you feel you are, where you have come from, and also to where you would like to be. Mm. Um, not necessarily just in the Maori world, but just in this time, the ori, in this time, that I'll be pure in this time, and that I will return. I'll return back to a pure, you know, state of essence because we come from a pure space mm. in that original sense. You know, we actually come from the purity. You know, and over time we will return to the purity. And wherever that is for you, you know, whoever you believe is your, um, your your, uh, supreme, you know, supreme being, and everything that comes off that, that's where you return. So, we have been selected to be a part of, you know, a whakapapa, a, a genealogy mm. that is all looking for the purity, and and to remain pure, just be pure, and return back to the purity in, in our time. So, um, for me, that's where I suppose I have come to understand where it all started. It just starts to just be with yourself and just be pure in that. Um, we've got waiata, um, karakia and all these sort of um, other additives that allow us to sustain that. Mm. You know, all these different things in our world, te reo Māori, all those kind of things, to be able to just sustain their purity. So um, for me, that's what Māori means, is just to be authentically yourself, yourself. Um, yeah, and should you want to make that a little bit sweeter, make it richer, then seek you know the language of the people. Mm. Seek, the, see, seek the actual language of, of that purity, of that space, of that people. Seek the movement of the people. Mm. Hey, movement being you know not only sort of demonstrating you know physically, but just where the direction of our people are going. Um, find your stance amongst the people. You know and whether that be in a healing space uh, uh you know a leadership space then then find that but most importantly um you know just really understand your whare tapafa wha, and whare tapafa wha is, is is referred to as the um the four pillars of health creation mm. and we understand that in so many different um you know sort of examples uh, but for us as maori there's um, exactly that we use the concept of a house a whare and to make sure that that, that, that that's strong for you first before you can actually um, contribute or deliver elsewhere. So yeah, that's what it means to be Maori for me. To be honest, they everything else is a bonus. Like everything else is a bonus, yep. you know. And haka is beautiful. Like Hakka, I love haka because that allows um, my insight to come out. Mm. It allows my the Maori, the life force in my house, that you know that I have um, sort of become accustomed to. I allow you to see it. I allow you to see that. You know that's a privilege and an honour. Know, those sort of things, and so um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what it means to be Maori for me, but and a whole heap of other things as well too. But you know, like
0: yeah, when bush comes to shelf, when you peel back all the layers, that's what it means. Bro, that was that was the most beautiful um, articulation hmm. that I've ever heard about what does Maori mean to you. And hmm. the reason I say that is because I, as I shared, I grew up with my mother's side. Hmm. Uh, my mother being English, and I've briefly spoken about this on episodes before, but because I grew up that way, and, and I would go to school, and, and it would be you know uh, a multicultural sort of environment where I was going to school, I didn't feel as if I fit with the Māori, mm. because I grew up with fair-skinned people, mm. and when I did go and try and associate there, I kind of felt like I was pushed pushed away. Cool. And I felt comfortable around the fair skin, mm. but I didn't, Belong. I didn't feel like I belong mm. because I looked different. Mm. So as I was growing up, you know, I kind of went into this box. I got to a certain time in my life when I was a teenager, and um, I was growing up in a place called the North Shore in, in Auckland. Yep. And um, because I was growing up there, I, I was put into this box as a, a rich Māori, mm. you know, or plastic Māori. Mm. And my family, by all means, didn't have anything. You know, they mm. had enough to give us a chance at a better life, and. Um, the way that people viewed Māori from where I was growing up was, you know, like, a, you're a poor, um, you're not smart, you're uneducated, um, you're a thief. You know, the amount of times I got accused of, of being somewhere mm. and things going missing mm. uh, it was ridiculous. You know, that I ended up just adapting into this way. It's like, well, you, you want me to be this person? Mm. Well, I'll be this person. Mm. And I was really smart, you know, I was a really smart kid. And then all of a sudden I just flicked the switch. Mm. Didn't want to be smart. I purposely tried to get into lower grade classes. Mm. Um, I started stealing. I started getting into crime. Um, I started to – I was a u- using A-grade uh, drugs by the time I was 15. Mm. And I I used them till I was 25 years old. I'm 33 now. Mm. But I went through this big transitioning time of just – Being lost, you know, not finding, not being able to find myself. Mm. And the more I speak about it, the more I understand it, It was just because I didn't know where I belong. Mm. I had no idea where I belong. Because I knew that that's where um, my family were. Mm. I'd been to my marae two times, Mm. ever. But I didn't feel as if I was welcome. Mm. You know, I had, I got ta But I didn't feel as if it was earned, Mm. you know. Um... But I was just doing these things just to try and find out mm. where I belong, because I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't understand, and it wasn't until the other night we had a call between um, uh, Zane, myself, uh, Tudeiti, and Tiomo, and, Te mm. and there, something just shifted. Mm. You know, I wear this t-shirt today, mm. t- uh, Tudeiti's t-shirt, Maori, mm. uh, um, because that day was the first day that I was able to stretch. And hold my head high mm. and say, "No matter what i what well, no matter what people say about me, whether it's Maori or not Maori, mm. they cannot take away who I am mm. i Te ora. the time you know mm. what I cover my body in, I am worthy of that mm. this has a representation for me, and nobody can take that away from me and when I had that that point of um, just stretching tall and being firm in my ground, and like I'm Maori, I may mm. not be able to speak reo. Mm. I may not know how to pronounce my pipiha, but I'm learning. Mm. And regardless if I know that or not, I am still Maori, and nobody, nobody can take that away from me.
1: Mm.
0: Um, what I, I guess what I would like to get an understanding from you, is for someone like me, which I know there are many people that go through that mm-hmm. and, and not knowing mm-hmm. where they they belong exactly, mm-hmm. what would your advice be?
2: Uh, me, me, I suppose, me hoki tō so it's important that we understand that the answers are already being written for us in our Papa. So all that takes is um, allowing yourself to... Um, Just unpicking and going back into uh, the generational and the, I suppose, um, the supreme line that you descend from. Um, That may sound hard to do, but if you want the good stuff, that's where it is. Mm -hmm. That's where the answers are. If you really want that life lasting, that longevity of not having to continue to feel this displacement, because that's probably the biggest thing um, that we as Māori um, could ever encounter is that displacement, not knowing where we belong and and where we connect to, um, having an understanding. Yes, that that is my fenua, that's my land, that's my maunga, those kind of things. But go and put your feet on your land, go and put your feet into your hour go and start with the things that you do have and the the the, the um sort of um techniques that you can really start sort of tuning into is just exactly that you know just going straight back into um, putting your feet on the ground for us here obviously it's it's not an easy thing um, to be able to do that but um, that's always been an interesting question for me because I've kind of never felt that ever before yeah yeah. Mm. I've never felt that ever before so I do appreciate the question and being asked that Um, and every time I do I always um, learn how to you know uh, give a, uh, a better response as such Or give a, 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 a response of advice um, I think too um, Environment is key in this day and age Place yourself in Māori environments mm. Put yourself in environments that are You know, are dedicated in any way, shape or form So that you don't necessarily Have to learn, um, gather your And tick your boxes on paper But actually just feel what it is to be Māori, feel those environments, and so that it gives you that satisfaction that if you connect with that feeling or that Māori, that environment that comes from that, you know, that feeling that comes from that environment, then those are the those are going to be your anchors going forward mm. to be able to just hold on to those feelings and start to connect with that, start to just work with that, start to unfold and unpick that. Um, as sad as it is, go to tangihana, go to tangi. You know, even if you don't know the people because your tūpuna have met – in a, in a lifetime before that. So go and share your love, go and just share your time and all those times uh, types of things because that's that's a lecture, eh, in the Māori world, is a tangihana. It's a massive lecture in a University of Te Ao Māori. Mm. So you can go there and you can sit and you can listen and just be, you know, patient to, to um, just be able to watch how our people, you know, uh, move. So, you know, we can't sit on the outside of the circle saying... You know, I don't feel mildy enough type of thing. You've really just got to get in the circle. You yeah. know, you've and, and however you overcome that, however you get yeah. over that wall and however you do that is um nine times out of ten just um you know, really um just taking a good look hard hard look in the mirror and just saying, you know, what do I want for my future, for my kids, you know, but specifically for my future. You know, do I want more strength in my world? Do I want this in my world? So I need to find more environments that actually are going to water that tree. Yeah. You know? And so Um, My encouragement is there, you know, you really just have to plant yourself in environments that um, are going to contribute to that new identity of what it looks like to be Māori for you. Mm. Yeah, and um, just feel things rather than trying to write them down, okay, that, 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 yep, and going through that structure, because we as Māori never had that, we never even had a language once upon a time. You know, the markings, moko and all those types of things, that's how we translated ourselves and that's how we, you know, um, knew where you were from. That's why it's still an understanding today, you know, so yeah, that's probably the biggest advice I could give. It's just find find good people, pure people that are doing good things and then find Maori environments to surround yourself in, and immerse yourself in, you yeah.
0: So, so just apply yourself into different environments until you feel which is the right one calling. Yeah, right calling one for you. you. Yep, yeah. yep.
2: Because you may think that Te Reo Māori is 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 your environment that you need to be in. It may be, but maybe just not now. Yeah, you know, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's somewhere else. You know, and, and all those kind of things. And yeah, but the encouragement is to yeah, eventually get back to Te Reo Māori as well too. You know, so yeah, that's probably the best advice I could give if I'm to be honest. Because mm. again, it's always it, it's just never been a. Something that I've had to encounter, you were immersed, yeah, embodied, yeah, it was just around me. So it was like that is you, whether you like it or not. To think, hey, you know, even if you wanted to get away with it, you know, I get away from it. Mm. You know, you didn't have a choice because it was just, it'll just show back up on your doorstep. <laughs> you know, like ah, <laughs> oh, damn, but okay. You know, and that was partly why we moved here too, my wife and I, is that we wanted just to have a break. Yeah, we just wanted to have oh, a right? break. Yeah, no word of a lie. We moved. Yeah, we wanted to have a break because we were so immersed, and and that she studied. You know, we all went through. Uh, a massive upbringing, but um, we actually moved here just to have a break. In the first weekend uh, that we were here, we got roped into um, tutor or taking a um, just a a fucking aho <laughs> team, you know, just to help one help one of the sisters. And then from there, just didn't hello, stop. we're yeah. still knocking. Yeah, we just <laughs> didn't stop. So that w- for me was a defining moment too. That you know, that is you, whether you like it or not. Eh, you know, and it all. That you, you you can try and leave the country. <laughs> but w- I'll find you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things. So, yeah. But that's probably breaking you, to be honest. Mm.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate that because, mm. um, you know, uh, there was a few things you shared. You know, going, going to Tangi. Mm. You know, I I met one of my second cousins, um, Charles Lului, the other day, and and the reason this whole conversation came about was because we we lost our my my father's uncle, which was the last Hitaraka of his mother's line. Oh, okay. And. Um, That's where it started to come from me on that day when we had this big purge. Zane had a purge at the same time. Mm. After Mm. I met you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So it was very, um, it was a very profound moment for us synchronistically Mm. within our own journeys. (laughs) Yeah, I like that word. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, you are Maori. <laughs> it, it's been interesting because a lot of our journey has been like that. Where we, mm. we've, um, uh, from from my understanding, you know, we we signed a soul contract before we came here to come mm. connect and to do some some mahi together. Mm. And as a you know, cause and effect of that is we've just been synchronistically just going through and just peeling back and mm. learning more and understanding mm. more about ourselves, which is a good segue to um, lean into uh, Zane and to maybe get a little piece <laughs> of um, <laughs> the, 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 the learnings or, or the experience that, 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 that I... Yeah, 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 okay. If you yeah. want to touch into that. I will, I will,
1: I'll, I'll try not to take up all the time here, my bro, but <laughs> after I met you, I told you. Mm. I, I think I messaged you that night, eh? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. said, bro, yeah. I had a fucking awakening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know what... It, well, I, I sort of know what it was, but, you know, obviously meeting you mm. and then listening to you and two mm. have conversation mm. and then us having conversation and then us speaking about, you know, tupuna, and I remember mm. you saying, you know, like uh, you said something... I might put it my bro, but uh, <laughs> you said something <laughs> along the lines of, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what door you walk in, mm. like you're still eventually going to end up finding your place, you mm. know? Mm. And... Yeah, I think just us having those conversations, bro, my two on the hood mm. and when I got home they showed up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They showed up at my house and uh yeah, I got uh I got blinded with a vision, bro. I got blinded with a vision so I couldn't even see. Mm. I was just seeing uh I won't go into that part actually. But yeah, basically, I got a rep- I, got, I got somebody that was really close to me. I got a rep- representation of um, some of the trauma that are in our collective mm. as Māori, right, mm. around um, drugs. Mm. And, um, you know, how people with lots of mana, um, when they get hurt, can go down a path that they, well, they're probably destined to go down to come back out, you mm. know. But um, I got shown that as a representation of a lot of our people. Mm. You know, we have so many leaders. And our people are so gifted uh, mm. as, as healers, you know, for humanity. Mm. I, I believe. And then I got, <laughs> then I got uh, led to a Maori sound healing, mm. which was an hour. I was supposed to go to a photo shoot that morning mm. at the Ring the Bell. I was like, bro, I've got to do some mahi because uh, it was my grandfather. He was, uh, he was Hello. going, hey boy, we have got to go, mm. we got to yeah. do some mahi. And yeah. it, was, it was interesting because I've had a lot of shame growing up around speaking. Mm. Te reo Māori, in any any form, Mm. you know, even just saying anything, Mm. any Māori word whatsoever. And, bro, so I got into the sound healing, I started breathing, Mm. right? And it was just white. Mm. And then my body just started to convulse and shake and tears and everything was coming up. And basically, what was... Where I was getting guided was from the peto. Going through my lineage. Mm. Shooting through my lineage, bro. Mm. And it was just coming up. Coming up. And I didn't know exactly what it was. Mm. um, That was coming up for me. But what was coming up out of my body... uh, I could feel it was shame coming up. So I could speak. You know? Mm. So I could lean in. And, um... Yeah. Basically, I, I... they shot me back to, they shot me back home, mm. to where I'm from, to walk around, um, and yeah, by the end of that session, bro, I was just like, whoa, mm. and every now and again, like it's been popping up. So I've learned karakia, um, mm. To, mm. to bless food, you know, mm. just simple karakia, mm. uh, where I couldn't even speak mm. uh, whatsoever before, you know, um, words are coming up in my sentences just. Out of nowhere. So yeah. the process has already begun. And it was interesting that on that day I met you,
2: that it, it, it started to come through, you know. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful brain. <laughs> oh way, <word>, oh <laughs> so much sweetness and they caught it away. There really is brain. Mm. And um, you know, as I was saying before, you know, um, gee, you know, what can I offer? You mm. know, I start to think you start if you start to think differently and you know, have a different approach to everything. Um, it's amazing. Mm. You know what what doors can open up, you know, sort of thing, and so that was that was actually a, a thought I had going coming to the lake that morning. Yeah, you know, like, Kate, hey, yep, yeah, I've kind of seen the brothers all over social media, you know, yeah. and you know, nine times out of ten, what you see is what you get, yeah. but there's always that one time, yeah. you know. And for me, I was very pleased and, and, and comforted by the fact that what I saw was exactly what I got. Yeah. So for me, coming into that into into that environment, I need to just come in and be Maori, mm. purely myself. Mm. And serve up, just serve up to the table You know, and to know that you, you know You um, had a good feed on that And that's what come, <laughs> yeah, come from it, bro You yeah, know te yeah, kai yeah. uh, That's the importance of kai You know, way we to feed everything eh? So I always use that analogy of how can I feed my people How can I make them, you know, give them that feeling of <sighs> mm. You know, and it's exactly that they eh? turn back to the breathe and what allows our people to breathe freely, you know, is just having encounters like that, engagements like that, that you know, um you know, that you little did I know you needed. Mm. You know, in a way. But even then little did you know you I needed. Know. Yeah. You know, so um to know that now you know that that um that voice is coming through. Um it's just it's it's just beautiful to hear, bro. You know, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that I came that morning. You know, because I thought about it, I was like, oh, oh, it's a bit raining out there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, like, yeah, so, you know, I'm happy I came that morning, bro, so, you know, and to be able to um, connect with the brothers and have an impact in in some way, um, yeah, Queen. that's the beauty of being Māori, yeah, yeah, Be Māori, bro, it's (laughs) me, just be Māori, yeah, Be Māori, turn up, yeah, do the do. Like, cool, bro, I'm happy for you, yeah, honestly, bro, it's beautiful, yeah, bro. I was, I was really keen to hear that too What yeah. was going on Because you yeah. said Oh look I'll, I'll talk to you when we catch up Yeah yeah, yeah. Know, That's beautiful bro
1: And I'll break down I'll break down more More about it afterwards mm. but Yeah There's a lot lot more that happened bro mm. <laughs> Yeah oh, beautiful
0: Yeah I saw a little clip The other day And you were doing um, You were You're teaching haka You're or, or you're A creator of haka Yes and yes <laughs> Yes <laughs> um, For
1: the maori All-Stars
0: Oh yes, yes, yeah. How was that? Oh bro, that was powerful. <laughs> yeah, That yo. was powerful. So I, I like like Zane. Zane's a, he's got a lot more of uh the the, the native tongue than I do. <laughs> um, but uh I could see what was happening and uh everyone was showing up representing their Iwi. Mm. Bro, that was beautiful. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. They they that really pierced my heart mm. to see that. How did that all come about bro?
2: Um, so I've been on the fringes, I suppose, of it all for a few years now, and um, uh, a good bro of ours, uh, Oro Kihi. he's um normally takes the um, cultural advisory role and has been for quite some years now. Um, and so I've always um, sort of, in the last year, three years, just manakied and uffied and just sort of supported where I could. Um, and due to COVID this year the um the entire Māori um rugby league organization and management and that couldn't come over. Um so we had to obviously draw upon everybody that they could and um even then I wasn't the first pick. Um as such, there was a Kaymatu, a Kurowa a from New South Wales that was um coming up to fulfill that role and it was just really just to hold that 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 on in place, hold everything in place as such. And then um for um there was a, a reason why he couldn't make it, and so then I was the third pick. As such, um, but I was always the first pick yeah. in my eyes. sort of thing <laughs> yeah. had to be in that space. And you know, I, I have to commend my wife because in the build-up to this, she 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 made it known to me very firmly that you're you're going to be there. You need to be there um, because there was a bit of li- um, what do you call it? logistics sort of mucking around there for a bit and how it was all going to work out. She goes, no, you're going to be there. You just you're going to be there." So I picked up my kids Friday afternoon and then got a phone call break, a a gap's come up, we need you there, can you be there on on Monday or whatever it was we left? I was like, yeah, sweet. Yeah, I'm on. I went back and said to my wife, well, I'm not going to be here for the week. And she's like, why? I said, oh, because I'm off to towns. And she goes, exactly, I I knew it. I knew it was going to happen because you have to be there. There's no way you're not, you know. And so um, that's how it actually happened as such. And then um, getting up there and... um, Like, to be honest, there was a whole part of me that, like, I was in a space of transition anyway, so there was a whole part of me that was so strong, but a whole part of me that was so weak at the same time, too. And, um, you know, truth be told, I I was struggling before I went into that. I was actually struggling with just some, you know, um, external things that were happening and other things that I just needed to clear up and, yeah, so I went into that and for me I was just like, no, this is going to be a defining moment in your life, don't, you know, don't throw it away sort of thing. Got into it and really um, started to find myself, you know, like, this is is me, I'm comfortable, I'm around these, you know, I love league, so I'm around these, you know, all-stars as such, you know, but the beauty of it and I have to commend the boys and the whole management is that they were the Maori that I needed in that time. They were being purely themselves, whereas I wasn't in the space where I was being authentic to myself because mm. I was battling between a couple of things there. Eh? And so these two different atua that live inside me, these two different ancestors, were having this good old scrap, <laughs> you know, and and, and and I was caught between it, you know. And so I arrived into an environment that was was Maori, you know, was authentic to what they do. It was different type of Maori environment, being the league in the footy environment. Um, but it was exactly what I needed. And, and I just didn't quite see that until the end of the week. And uh, it all dropped in once we took the field, once we took the boys onto the field. The whole week, though, was just um, in some cases an autopilot, auto multipilot, pilot, and just doing the do, like, you know, those kind of things. And um, I struggled with that at night. And I'd go back into my room and I'd be like, far out. This is not you. Sort, sort it out. Like, sort it out. You're better than this. Although what I was serving up was, you know, more than enough in terms of who was consuming, mm. you know. But to me, it just wasn't me. It wasn't my standard. It wasn't whatever. So, um, lo and behold, though, whilst I was battling there throughout the whole week, we took the field, you know, and I just started to gee the boys right up. Eh? We just started sort of just levelling right up. And and I knew straight away, like, okay, this is like I've am got to switch. i got drop. I got to drop whatever's holding me back. And this is the moment to do that. So I've got to... Let out the the biggest, the loudest, everything that I have right now, mm-hmm. and to leave it on the field, and then you know let it be digested and consumed in this moment, you know, and so there's a piece there that I deliver at the start of the haka by myself, um, referring to um, or calling out to the risings of um, of the ancient world, uh, rising of the um, the world of the now. Um and and intertwining that together to be able to, um, deliver something remarkable in this moment, in this in this moment in time, in essence, to be Maori like okay. on that on that on their platform, um. And there's a part in there where I always kind of like like that because I let out the scream. I just let out the scream, and that was it. That was it. That I, that I was struggling with eh? So mm. you know, for me, the hype and the platform that it was on. Was no different as if I was to haka on my marae. It's the it's it's the fact that haka allowed me to to let that go, mm. and allowed me being Maori allowed me to just release that. I spoke about that during the week with the boys too. You know, if you if you're harvesting things that don't belong to you, haka is the perfect outlet to be able to release that. So you go out there and you just let everything out, every voice, even if it's ugly, because that's what. That's a that's a that's an ingredient of hacker be ugly, you know. Even if it's like not quite you, then like this is your moment. This is our moment, yeah. And so that was awesome. It was awesome in that regard. But then to see all the feedback and get all the comments, and even just to hear your comment, Brian, I was just like, ah, if only you knew. Yeah. <laughs> like really? Yeah. Like really? Yeah. You know. Like that's what it was for me. You know. And. um yeah, I was just really um, blown away. Just really blown away from some of the comments, just from random people, how they felt that and how many views it was getting on YouTube. People were reminding Ooh, five, me. five have you seen this? And I was just like, nah, nah, because I was just in another space at that time. So that's all I can sort of refer back to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what I was, what was going on for me. Yeah, and um, oh, there was a massive moments all throughout the week and when I returned where I just like broke down. I just broke down. And I was just like, oh, far out. Mm. You no, know, but it was good. It was it was it was exactly what I needed. Um yeah, it was exactly what I needed in the time and it's yeah, it's really led me to make some big decisions really so, in, in life since then. So yeah, so that I could return to being Maori. Mm. you know, just be pure to me. Just be honest to me. So yeah, it wasn't all what the media put it out <laughs> to be as such too. Yeah. But um, you know. Sorry if that's the kind of uh <laughs> sort of response you're wanting, but no, in all reality that's what it was, you yeah. know, and the, the whole the whole um, professional side of it was mind blowing to me. though. the sidelines crazy, you know. But it was just all mind blowing. absolutely mind blowing. But it was mean how it was just a Maori or an Indigenous co popper as well too. And a huge mehi to our Indigenous people mm. for for hosting us over these years. Mm. And I don't don't just mean the Maoris. I just mean us as people. Yeah, for taking care of us over the years. Hey, you know, because that's that's. It's what just allows us to continue to be Mori is to get that access and be granted that. Mm. So, yeah, I could keep going elsewhere
1: too. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, bro, it's interesting because I, I, I showed Andy that because I could feel your leadership, mm. you know. Mm. I, I, and it's real interesting that you say there was a lot of sh- shit going on mm. for you internally, mm. and maybe that's the autopilot of yeah. what we were seeing or what yeah. we were hearing, right? Mm. But, um, Even if that's a small glimpse And that's not the um, pinnacle Of what your your standard is bro Mm. I still felt I still felt your leadership Mm. In that space Mm. And it's only snippets You know It's only snippets But you know If you can show up like that When you're going through shit bro Mm. Like when you're on
0: Mm. Watch out (laughs) Mm. Like for for ourselves too You know I know Especially when there's a a time For us to really step in mm. And to be Okay mm. I'm here mm. There's always Some polarity the other side it's Yora. like how much do you want this mm. do you really want this because yeah. I'm gonna test you and yep. I'm gonna grind you down mm. to see how much you're Yora. willing to stand up and fight for this Yora. so for every every opportunity that we've had that's you know like like yourself well, from the sounds of things there's that internal how much you want to work mm, yeah uh, um, and, and and yeah so I can completely understand where where you're coming mm, from yeah. there's um uh, something else you shared with with Haka, you know where it's for us, the way that I've learned to express and, and to work and the, the things I bring into workshop and have learned through workshop uh, or wānanga mm. um, have, have been a lot of primal sort of moves mm. or, or expressions. Mm. And um, what I love is that you shared with, with the haka because Māori were taught the same thing but by doing haka as mm. like a primal release mm. Whereas I've I was learned it I was taught another way mm, um, mm. with all the tools that you've learned being maori mm. and, and Maori tools that you've learned what has been the most profound I guess um, transitioning moments for you uh, and, and what I mean by that is what has been the most impactful Maori tools that you have either used yourself or passed on to others to have some type of awakening or, or or um release for, for people that you've worked with. Mm, mm Um I'm
2: always I always sort of just refer back to where I currently am and you know in that moment if I'm if we're going in to do any Mahi or do just to deliver anything. Um I always really have to tune into where I actually am and be honest with that first. Um, to know exactly how I can best Give in that in in, in that um, environment, and um, for me, I really draw to fake uh, um to the oratory of our of our language, and um, I shared this with Tulati the other day. Is that you know when you speak in a or with a stance of um, just tr- just true understanding of of what it is that you're presenting at any given time, that you can um, you can etch or you can carve. A po or a pillar into the house of someone else, and so I'm always about nowadays too, and even in recent times, um, thinking about how I can you know um, carve my way into someone's life, and how I can you know then stand up this 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 pillar in your house, and let it be a popo, you know, like a big massive figure. As such, in your house, and um, nine times out of ten, yeah, it's for me, it just comes through uh, wayata and it comes through um, haka. So, you mentioned haka there before, too. Like, it's really it it comes off as quite something uh, quite aggressive, eh? it's actually quite aggressive, even with haka within other items or other different variances. But really, all we are doing is um, translating the environment that we are around Mm. and that we are currently in. So, when I say that. I've huckered before, but sometimes not aggressively. I've huckered to, to just like um, really hold a stance in something. So when I say that, I mean like um, the the type of, of, of way that you lead hucker doesn't have to always be aggressive in all those types of things, you know. And it actually shows where you are in that moment. Yeah, you know, if you have that strength and you have that stance, then you can actually deliver a hucker on another level and just in another way. Um, I take that. The analogy and that concept into sort of every environment. So when you speak of sort of tools or or, or, or that regard, you know, my taiaha is sharpened, but it's for, and it actually can cut through so many different things in so many different ways. Um, it doesn't just have that, you know, one hit, you know, wonder type thing, and then I've got to find another way of doing it for something else. Um, it's been...
0: It's not one-dimensional.
2: Yeah, it's not at all, bro. There's so many different um, aspects of it all. Um, and I don't have that one... Approach to everything, um, as such, you think you've got something together, but at the end of the day, the wānanga will take the take take course, and then all of a sudden, everything you came in with is out the door, and you need to approach this differently. So, yeah, that's why I find myself just being honest with that first and going in, and um, yeah, as I can't really pinpoint exactly what sort of um, tool I would use in every you know in a certain situation. Um, it's one of those things for me. I suppose you just have to experience mm. sort of thing, and you know, referencing to the taku taku that we done this morning before we started. Mm. That was beautiful. Hey, like that. That that that's what I mean. I can't explain that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it just it's you know you were lucky to be there. That's how I said we were all lucky to be in that moment, you know, and take those sort of things. So if that instantly switches you to somewhere, then yeah, that was my tool. That's what I used, that's what I chose right yeah. in that moment. So mm-hmm. yeah, some of it's a bit hard to explain as such. Yeah, <laughs> but that was the best. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you think that frequency and vibration, the way that you um project it's your voice? Yeah, project your voice plays a big part in
2: Yeah, because that is a real that is a language that our atua and our tupuna speak. Yeah. That's the that's the ihi ranga. So rangaranga ranga uh, speaks about the um eternal intertwining of. Ihi is exactly that, you know. Ihi comes from, or the he actually refers to like the rays of the sun, the rays of the sun, and that that type of, you know, shining, that brightness of, or that strength of. So, um, that Ihi or that frequency better that known is that 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 comes in, um, that's understood and heard by us in the present, mm. but most importantly, those that we you know call out to in that moment, that's their language, that's the harmonic tunes that mm. they understand because they don't live in our our time yeah. sort of thing you know and so when you allow those types of things to be presented then you allow those that you are presenting to to be present yeah you know and it just turn they just turn up they just turn up and you just know that um that they're there eh? and so yeah you we we change that we change that 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 sound of our voices because that's a different utter that's that you know the uh, particular God that lives within us and that's their voice you know and it still lives today. It came out this morning, mm. you know. So yeah, it's it's sort of that way of looking at it, I suppose. Yeah.
1: Mm. Mm. That's beautiful, bro. And I, it's funny because like as you articulate that, we knew that, mm. but we didn't know what the words were mm. to explain that, mm. you know. But we felt it, you know. That's yeah, that's the beautiful thing about our culture mm. and hearing. Mm. I suppose like I get that feeling on uh, Wednesday nights when I go to Kapaka mm. with two, yeah. you know, and. Bro, so grateful to have two and, and, and um Tara in our mm. community, bro, because mm. that for me has been my door mm. and to our culture. Mm. And I know it has been for Andy as well, bro. Mm. And two does some stuff with his voice um on some of the songs that we sing. Mm. Uh it does a solo at the end of one of these songs and it takes me to that place, mm. you know? Yola. I can feel it through me. So yeah, it's real cool, bro, to Yola. hear it. What what that is, bro. Yeah, mm.
0: it's <laughs> awesome. I got that nudge too when I when you're um doing your takutaku mm. It was uh bro it's time to go down and do some kapahaka with the <laughs> bro <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's it, eh? Yeah,
2: yeah, that's it. Yeah, man. And it's in a sense eh, it's a, it's um yeah, just um that sense of being, I suppose, safe. This is a new environment for me. Mm. Uh, podcasting is new for me. I've never been into your furry before. This is your house. A lot of things have been discussed in here. Mm. A lot of podcasts, a lot of, you know, um, good and otherwise have been in this space. So I've got to make sure that I'm protected mm. in a sense that we are safe, mm. you know. So that, that's the, um, if that wasn't the moment, then my intro was going to be the moment that I would peel that out. So that's just how uh, I function, I suppose, and I operate us to make sure uh, we do that exact same thing with my kids every morning. Before they go to school, uh, before they attack their day, we actually go through a whole lot of processes um, with our kids, and um, it's to to know that they are you know safe to go into their day as such. Um, and yeah, that was the that was one of the biggest things that um, yeah, regardless of it was going to happen, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, unfortunately, it's not going to be on uh, <laughs> on the podcast, <laughs> but um, yeah, but no, yeah, it that was. It's beautiful.
0: What I really loved about that is, is uh, like, we, we do our own practices mm. in, our own, in our own whare, mm. you know, with our own children, and showing me the, the cultural way to mm. do the exact same thing. Mm. Yep. I guess uh, the main thing is just having that clear intention, eh? Yeah. So yep. no matter what you do, is just, as long as your intentions are pure, mm. then um, the same magic is brought, eh?
2: And that deeper bro, is being Māori. Yeah. Hey, you know you see how it just all just finds its way back to there. Hey? you know those words that their purity or that ma mm. presents itself that that's exactly what it means to be Maori is being true and having those intentions instilling you know lifelong um, skills into our families contributing as fathers as husbands as partners you know um, Having empathy, being you know, just just going out of your way to do things—that's what it means to be Maori. So people actually practice being Maori in the daily; they just don't realize. Mm. And when you do realize, you're like, oh, It's cool to be Maori, eh?" <laughs> you know, it's just been narrat- uh, the narrative has been given to us differently yeah. mm. from the external. And yep. you spoke earlier about that, you know, about how that was sort of placed on you, what it meant to be Maori, and what sort of how Maori's viewed in that time, but. If only they knew. If only they knew. But, yeah, you just sort of understand. I know a lot of people that give from their heart. Got massive hearts. You know, can't haka, can't do this, can't do that. You know, but they know they're Māori. And for me, I'm just like, you're demonstrating that far better than I am. I just demonstrated in this way. Yeah. And you, you illustrated and translated in that way. You know, because it's all those aspects that allow the likes of a hapu, a group of people, a iwi and a marae to function. It's all those Aspects of what it actually means to be Māori. So, if you place that or yourself on a marae and yourself on a marae and all of us on a marae, the marae would function. Yeah. yeah. The marae would function, and that's what it truly means to also be Māori. And that's where the understanding of marae comes to is when you return back to your marae, um, that again, the purity or the clearance in this space that is what, what um, or clarity, sorry, what ma means in marae. Rai is actually speaking about the forehead. So in order to clear your whatu manawa and get a clearer vision, me hoki go back to your marae and give back to your people to say, so that your vision would be made clearer. Yeah. So that when you leave your marae, you leave your marae fulfilled and you, and you are able to then conduct those same um, attributes on your own marae, in your own home and all those kind of things. So that's the beauty of going to your marae is that, you know, kiamara mara and it just means to... You know, just allow your your uh, your vision to be cleared mm. and allow your people and your iwi to be a part of that clear vision you now and a kaupapa or a tangi or whatever it may be that brings that clarity back to you so that when you leave you're like, <sighs> yeah, I can get on with it now. Yeah. You know. Mm. So, that's some all there.
0: I was given like a, a full visual of me <laughs> going along my way and people saying, what are you doing? I'm just being Māori, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, <literally, laughs> Yep. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah,
1: bro. I w- I wanted to talk into something. Oh, uh, well, a couple of things quickly. But um,
2: how did the Moko come and come about? Come about for you, bro? Um, you know, there can be all that cliche saying of that it was um something that I've longed for for quite some time. But if I'm to be honest, it was something I knew nothing about, and I'm honest about that. I knew nothing about it. Um, I didn't grow up around it as such as as every other aspect of Māori. Um and you know the biggest um reason and motivator was love. So my wife decided to get her Mokukow mm. and she had gone through her wanang and her processes of doing that. And um um as husband and wife it was just um uh, it was a decision that I made to support her. In all honesty, it was a decision that I made to support her to demonstrate my love for her um, and I've done that in so many different ways and this was just another way of doing so. Mm. So much so that we would be partners in crime as Mm. such that I would never let you walk by yourself Mm. in any world, this world or any other realm. I'd never let you walk by yourself and so it's important that I understood that. So I took that to my family and everyone pushed back on it. Everyone was like, uh, you know, they just didn't want me to do it in one way shape or form, and all I could hear from them was I think this and I think that And I was like, well, take the eye out of it Yeah What do you, how, how view it from my aspect You know, it's, um, it, it's different It's different when, when you do that And so I gave them that uh, perspective It was a big push My mother was the, probably the worst You know, and yeah, that was just her battle That she was, uh you know, going through or whatever And um. Yeah, we made the decision. We let them know where we were going to be and how it was going to be conducted, and um, just carried on. You know, for us, it was the support of one was far greater than the support of multitudes that are half on the boat. So we supported each other. We took it, took it um, all the way through, and lo and behold, my mother turned up when I received it. My brother turned up. Everyone that was pushing against, and at the end of the day, my nan was the only one who said. We'll always say, I, I, I will always love you, regardless. You know, always love you regardless of what she may not have agreed with it, but she you know, she just spoke about how much she would still love me. And you know, and I was just like that's all I need to hear. Mm. And I wish all of you were in that same space at that same time, you know. Um and once they understood that it was my dedication to them to carry this, you know, to carry this face for the rest of my life for our family on behalf of, that when our time is done, you know, um this is the the face that our our um our people will get to see, you know, in the modern day. It was almost a practice that was, um, you know, extinct, you know, moko moko kanohi. And so for me, yeah, it was all about love, the decision to make that, and and it's been a loving experience from that point onwards, you know. You know, it's quite funny. People are like, ah, do you get this? Can you get jobs? Can you do all of this? I'm like, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any flash story for that But just, yeah yeah, And so it's all about how you carry yourself And, yeah. and you know, remaining Māori Just another aspect to be able to deliver that But um, we're all fortunate Especially myself to see it every day mm-hmm. You know, it was never a part of our time You know, but those that live in the now You two you know, you get to experience that and get to see that. And if you, you know, want to see it again, just ring me up. <laughs> <laughs> like That's how easy it is, yeah. Hey? Yeah. That's how easy it is. But at one point in time, there were few and far between. Yeah, And that it was something that was, now the resurgence is crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful because that's, again, the doorway that people are stepping into. That's how they find themselves, you know? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it was sore. Mm. Very sore. <laughs> <laughs> Very sore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's imagine. pretty much how that came
1: about, bro, yeah. Ah, oh, that's awesome, bro. It, it's cool because I see a lot of women, young women, mm. getting
2: mokokauwai now, mm. and it's beautiful, bro. I think it looks beautiful on a woman. Yeah. So I love I love that. Because it was received at a young age, eh? Moko was received, especially Conno, he was received at a young age. Ah, oh, right. Uh, puberty was one of the, the times that it was sort of uh, understood. Wow, is that so now it's you really were, young. Yeah, so now that you are coming into your womanhood, your manhood as such, that would sort of um, open a, a door to, you know, the possibility or the access to be able to doing that. And mm. um, that's, how it was, that's how it was sort of um, referred to at one point in time. Uh, mm. It was given to tour as well too, like warriors as such, you know. And, um, yeah, so nowadays it's just becoming familiar again with those practices mm. and how it was done because people think you have to have everything. By that time you're old indeed. Yeah. And then it's gone. Like mm. your, your time's done, too late. Yep. Grow with it. Grow with, with it. it. And grow with it. Yeah, beautiful, mm. bro. I love that.
1: Mm. Mm. That's cool (laughs) (laughs) I was speaking about this with Andy I was like man I never thought I would think of doing that You know Mm. But That's something that Looks To me it looks beautiful Mm. When I Mm. see You know Mm. A woman Men Mm. with it. Yep It is bro Yeah (laughs) It is The
0: lens changes eh With the more knowledge that you start Mm. to um, withhold Yeah yeah Where it's uh, It goes past the visual And more so the the heart centre.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's people have the concept that you know everything. Yeah. You've mm. got it all intact. No, I just told you how weak I was five minutes ago and how much mm. I'm still struggling with, you know, I was struggling with things then. Mm. I'm still human regardless, eh? yeah. you know what I mean? And it's just one of those things where people think, oh, yeah, if I need to know something, that's the point, he got it all sussed. he must be something, you know, mm. and all those kind of things. But, you know, you're still growing, eh? you're still learning and you just choose to carry this as a as a constant reminder mm. every day. You know, learn something new today, go and give somewhere else, go and contribute in another way. You know, that's, that's that constant reminder, as such. Mm. Yeah, so Mataora is also one of the references or the terms that's used. Right. Mataora is uh, for, for the face of, of, of a male, but Mataora translates into being a wedge, too, like a wedge in a door. So the more Mataora that surface and come out, plies the door, opens the door to our world even further and further. Right. So we just start to put more wedges in the door so that that door stays open. As soon as they sort of close up or we don't get to see them, that door will close mm. behind everyone that's gone through it. So it's about keeping that door open to not only be able to use it as a reference point but to keep our people alive and keep being mouldy. So, mm. Mm.
0: Mean, bro. <laughs> I, I know you're um, – thank you Thank you for sharing that, you know, because I've had my own uh experiences and up-skilling knowledge mm. with all of that myself from um, the, the the brother that has done all my, mm. my tamoko. Um, and he actually shared with, because I he was talking about puhoro. No, actually, I asked him, I said, bro, um, so what's the go with puhoro? Mm. You know, do do you need to speak today, or, or or do you need to, well, you know, what well, give us an understanding? He said, bro, you can have puhoro. Mm. It's your own journey. Mm said that, that getting the poohawter is a journey in itself. Mm. From from my understanding, what I took from that, mm. um, and it just opened my mind up, mm. big time. Yeah, and every now and again, I get the nudge from him.
2: Keen bro. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well you can't start the the fire and then run away, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that'll keep happening until it gets done. It's yeah. just one of those things. Like that was the same with me with Pūhoro here. Yeah, it's um it was sort of given to toa or two warriors in, in going into that battle. Um our process with it was they um that or oh, there's a kōrero specifically from uh, from where I'm from that Uh, the pain that I suppose we endure going through to receive it is our only or our best way of being able to resemble the mummae and the pain and the struggle that your partner would go through giving birth. So that labour, that bringing life into the world, this is how we would resemble that back to your loved one, is that we would would dedicate our body and our suffering and our pain in resemblance to that. Mm. Not that it will ever match, but this is the closest that I can get to it. You know, and so that was um again part of um our love, myself and my wife that we have and that's, you know, part of where it went. Part of where it went for us that I was um actually demonstrating. Um that at that time though we didn't have any kids at that time. But for me it was just like we understood the corridor and from that came our first baby, mm. you know, and all those sort of things. So that she knew that I was ready, like I'm ready, like I'll demonstrate, you know, how much I am ready for this. Um, and that you know, how much I will support you in every way, shape or form This is just one way of demonstrating that And um, the last part I have to finish is the tatua Which comes around your, your puku and closes up by your petal. Mm. So when we finally finish to, finally decide to, you know That our family is our family Then I'll finish it off and close that up And close it all up so that we just will remain Keep everything tight and everything that happened in that time will Get sealed on the skin of myself and I'll carry that and I'll carry our family through with all of that too. So there's heaps of different cultural from different areas about Um, but all I can say is, yeah, go in, go in, get it done.
0: It's beautiful. It's, it's also beautiful hearing yeah. the way you speak about your 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 wife. Yeah, mm, um, yeah. the love that you have for her yeah. really mm. emanates off you. Eh? Mm. you a really oh yeah, she's
2: it. been everything. She's absolutely like everything in every way, shape, or form for me. She was a part of that. Um, you Know helping me come out of a tough time, um, when I was young, you know, and all the sort of you know, I spoke about earlier, and yeah, she's just been there. But she's so she is so on, I'm surprised. I, I should have told her to come too, <laughs> but that, that's another episode, no, yeah, absolutely 100%. Nah, she's bro. primo, bro, yeah, now nah, she's 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 everything that I could have asked. And you know, we've been uh, 10 years next year, we've we'll been married for so, but been together for 15 years, um. In total, so yeah, it's um yeah. Nah, she's everything, man. She's everything. She's on. She's just on, and her. She's very. She's a strong person too, really strong in so many ways. And she's had a um, a uh, really strong figure in her life, for her grandfather, and her family is um, really strong in the Mormon Church. Oh, and so she has a very, you know, uh pure grounding. Uh, her grandfather was um, a massive. Interpreter between both worlds I never met the man But I've been able to feel his moody before And I've spoken on behalf of the family And in different environments with his tokotoko That he carried around the country And he delivered so much with it So the Modi that went through that tokotoko, that Or how they explain it He just always used to say It's just a walking stick You know, it's just a walking stick Don't get too carried away with it sort of thing <laughs> And so, yeah But for me it's just like Yeah, but where has that stick Walked, where has it been? Where has it carried you? Like, that's the way I viewed it. And so, yeah, I've, I've been honored and privileged to take that, 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 uh, that tongue and been able to speak with it too, you know, and, and, and conduct, you know, things with it. So, yeah, she's, um, a massive pillar of strength for me and love and all those sort of things. And, yeah, actually, funny enough, the other week I just looked at her and I was like, I love you differently today. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I just love you differently. So, yeah, mean
0: Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, bro. Unfortunately because of my negligence And not being able to pull the uh, <laughs> the SD card out And, and uh, extract more time for our mm. Um Just just on closing I, I, I want to get in Because un- we'd love to have you back Definitely mm, We'd yeah, love mm. for you to bring your wife with you Yeah, awesome um, well, What is the future looking like for you?
2: Um, gee, it's, it's looking very exciting I don't know what's in it But it looks very exciting I've um, resigned from my job um, a few weeks back After 11 and a half years And that was a massive That was part of the burden Or the the sort of (laughs) stuff I was carrying Is that I just, you know, no no longer going anywhere with that So I've let that go and removed that out of my life And, you know, now I'm just uh, I think I mentioned it earlier I'm just sort of in a massive space of transition And a clear canvas that I felt like I've just left school Mm. You know, and I'm just like far out Okay, what I can actually like etch my future out now Whereas I was sort of just went into something, you know, before. And um yeah, no, I really just hope that I can still um just work in any space that serves up to 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 anything. Not specifically from a Maori perspective, but um just be able to to find a space where I can continue to give mm. um and that it be valued. Um and so our where well, our youth are a big part of that for me. So um potentially working in a youth space would be something I'm I'm looking at heading into. Um and just most importantly just um just appreciating life again you know kind of get kind of got lost in in my years mm-hmm. of working in that and appreciating what I what I had so really taking the time to appreciate everything mm-hmm. and and being honest about that and breathing everything in really so don't have any like massive aspirations but probably if anything would be to 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 go home and to just speak on our marae. Mm. like that's my aspiration because yeah that's that's what really matters for me and when that time comes, like that that's far greater than winning the lotto. Mm. And you know, just be able to speak for, on behalf of my people. So whatever it takes for me to work to get to that point, that's pretty much where I'll be heading. So if anyone's got a job out there and they um, <laughs> have taken anything away from this, no. no. yeah, but that's about it. And just yeah, just really tuning into my kids and my family and giving back to them. Giving back to them in a different way rather than where I have been in the past. So yeah.
0: Well, you seem as a like a man that that is in flow Mm. anyway. So I've I've been working on it. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel that I really do feel that. Mm. That you're a man in flow and and whatever it is that is 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 your next uh, chapter in life Mm. I feel it will present itself to you very firmly. Kilda, kilda. And your time has definitely been valued here. Kilda, bro.
2: Kilda.
1: Yeah, bro. Man. This episode was amazing, my bro. And then thank you. Thank you for Thank you for meeting me and saying you'll come on and do this bro and oh I know that uh, this knowledge will find whoever it needs to you know this the energy in the space here will we'll go out and find who it needs to find Gilda, and they'll hear it so.
0: it's found two people already yeah, yeah. Kia ora, so. yeah. Kia
1: ora.
0: thank you brother thank you bro. That's a wrap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Express Yourself podcast with Zay Masters and Andy Archie. If you'd like to leave us some feedback, please leave us a review. All contact details will be added in the description. And in the meantime, don't forget to...